Yo, what's up? Hey, TJ. Uh, hey. What are you doing? I'm just watching Animaniacs with my sister. What are you up to? <laughs> you want to come be on our podcast? Are you filming one tonight? Doing it right now. Yeah, we're doing it. Do I need it. to record any... Did I need to read a comic? Because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, if you come here now and read a comic, we'll wait for you. All right. Yeah, I'll come. Just text me the address. Okay. Uh, when? How far away is Blue Spring from here? It's probably like 30 minutes. Oh, no. We'll get you on the last book. too long? No, no, no. We'll do two books and then get you on the last one. Yeah, you'll be like a surprise guest. Text me your address and I'll come out. Fuck yeah. See, this is why I like you, TJ. <laughs> Are you going to be sad when you do the last book and then leave? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cry. All right, cool. Well, I can't wait to hang out with you for 30 minutes, so I'll text you the address. All right, All right bye. Hello, welcome to the First Issue Club podcast. You know, every week we take our little sack of comics and we bring them up to a studio and we record words about comic books because comic books are important and so are you. But you know what? Sometimes reading comic books isn't the most easy experience. That's why here at First Issue Club, we only read number ones and we talk about them in a way that invites you into the magical mystery universe of comic books. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What books are we covering today? This week, we're covering Cosmic Ghost Rider from Marvel, Unnatural from Image Comics, and Captain America from Marvel. Our good friend and partner in crime, Mike D., Recently got married last weekend. Uh, my wife gave a speech at it and shouted us out from the front. <laughs> if you were there, you would have heard it. <laughs> but we're assuming most of you were not. Yes. <laughs> this week, we're down a person, and he's currently on his honeymoon. All right, everybody here. This is a real sex-positive uh, episode. We got a lot of sex happening, well, basically in one book called Unnatural. And in that, um, there's some animal sex, various animal sex. Uh, so exclusively animal sex yes. because they're all animals. That's a good point, actually. Aren't we all animals, though? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for TEDxing. Um, who's in the club today, and what sexy animal would you be? My name is Greg Lichtai, and my sexy animal would be a hippo because I wish I was a little more hippie and a little more curvy. And I think a hippo is a perfect example of an animal that loves its body would have a nice set of buns attached to it. I think I look pretty good as a full-figured hippo strutting my stuff. Yeah. I, you hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Budget King, and I would be the culture at the bottom of Kombucha, a sexy uh, culture. <laughs> <laughs> Those are living, I think. And I would be uh, waiting for just, like, some nasty hippie to grab me and just uh, us go to town. Uh, my name is Caitlin Brosick. I would be a sexy little mosquito. Buzzing around. Yeah. Mm. Poking people. Petite. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily feminine. Just fit. But who cares? Petite skeet. She sucks out <laughs> your blood. <laughs> yes. You know what? I don't think I've ever actually seen a sexy mosquito drawing. You know how there's like that Rule 43 thing? Mm-hmm. That No, I don't know what that is. Isn't it Rule 43 that there's just, like, anything that's ever been is thought cool. of has been made into oh. something sexual? Okay. Yes. And 
I don't think I've actually actually seen a sexy mosquito. You ever seen a sexy culture? <laughs> <laughs> I see that too much. I'm uh, sure there have been sexy amoebas. That's true, actually. Hang on, we're going, we're getting sexy mosquitoes. Sexy culture is actually like um, oh, God. a good name for a shop or anything. Mm-hmm. Like a sex shop. Or a magazine. Ooh, yeah. That's really all they're selling anyway. Sex positive magazine. Well, we did it. Let's get this podcast started. Now we have Cosmic Ghostwriter out on Marvel by Cates and Burnett. So Cosmic Ghostwriter stems from the breakout hit Thanos that happened uh, last year. I have to tell you guys, I loved Cosmic Ghostwriter in the Thanos series, and I love this comic book even more. If you had no idea who the Cosmic Ghostwriter was, is, or what he's all about, the first three pages does a phenomenal job of setting you up of who Freighton Castle is, what his life was, how he got to where he is now, and what he has become. He has been a soldier. He has been a proponent in the war on terror. He has died. He has gone to hell. He's become the spirit of vengeance, which is what Ghost Rider is. He's gone crazy. He's become Galactus's herald. And finally, he's become the right-hand man to old man Thanos. And then he died. And that's it. You're caught up on the Ghost Rider cosmic timeline. So the Punisher is Cosmic Ghost Rider. Correct. There's yeah. a Ghost Rider and then there's a Cosmic Ghost Rider. Got it. And it's great. He has... Or Francis Castle, as Odin keeps calling him. Through mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. And finally, we get a pretty funny interaction with uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider and a baby Thanos, wherein he punches Th- baby Thanos. Cosmic Ghost Rider just pops him right in the chin and then puts him in the weird chain baby Bjorn. <laughs> yes, and takes him around. Yeah, like, I don't know where he's headed, but... Uh, I don't know if they're like on this weird like raising Arizona situation where <laughs> he's like now trying to take him as his own. And so that is a little bit confusing. He goes to basically he can go anywhere in time because he's pissed off Odin, and Odin says, "You know what? Fuck you. Get out of here. I tried to save you in the afterlife, but you can go okay. wherever you want." And then he chooses. He says, "You know, I want to go back to end it all." And so he goes back for baby Thamos. Thanos, and he wants to kill him, finds out that, you know what, you can't kill baby Thanos, so then he's like, well, fuck it, we're just gonna ride the galaxy as you, as my baby. So, you can kill baby Thanos, just not with a penance stare. Oh. I don't know why he thought that that would work, like, you can't you can't find the evil that is Thanos if he's an infant and has yet to do or be influenced by the world around him. Didn't he punch the baby, though? Yeah, he still did, because he was mad that he couldn't that the pen and stare showed him that the baby was innocent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes punching a baby really hard kills it, though. Oh, my God. Not this baby. <laughs> I mean, he is like an alien. He one, is. One thing that I love about baby Thanos is he still has the wrinkled uh, lip. Like yes. Yeah, he chin. has like the markings on his chin. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Valhalla is the worst place for Francis Castle, in my opinion. Why is that? Odin, like, finally realizes, oh, you're not at peace. You're not a restful type of guy yeah duh and I like the only reason he says he brings him there is because he felt bad that Mjolnir killed him Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's like a weird reason. Like you just, out of all of the people that that hammer has probably killed, like you decided he was the one who deserved I think your... Odin, Odin saw heart in him. Yeah. And I think he kind of recognized that Frank Castle has gotten like the short end of the stick through a majority of his life. And he was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this guy a solid, bring him back to life. And Frank Castle's like, why'd you do that? My my family's dead, and then no one did that for my family. <laughs> He's kind of like, it was really like... But that's the perplexing thing about Frank Castle to everyone. He has these moments where you're like, oh, he could be redeemed. He could turn a corner, but he won't do it. He never will. Mm-mm. He's just one giant ball of vengeance. Does any other superhero wear their logo on a t-shirt everywhere? <laughs> Superman. Uh, on a t-shirt? And Batman. Those aren't t-shirts. On a t-shirt? Oh, on a t-shirt? Yeah. Oh, Deadpool probably does. He has a Deadpool t-shirt. That's ironic, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that Frank Castle is going for a bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the only thing he had clean that day. <laughs> oh, no, I have to... It's like wearing a band sh- the band shirt to the band you're going to go see. <laughs> Do you think it would be more interesting if he does change Thanos, like, into being sort of Good. good? Or do you, I mean, not that he isn't already because his motivations aren't entirely evil. Right. But, I mean, is it more interesting if it's the ripple effect all along and, like, it happened that way because it's always going to happen that way? Or is it more interesting if he actually does change the entire course? I wonder if Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to do something that triggers the thought process of why Thanos is the way that he is. And so he was the trigger all along? Yeah. There was a lot of assassins trying to kill me when I was a baby. Really? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want this podcast to be created. <laughs> oh, this, but okay, so they're from the future? Yeah, they, yeah. There's a lot of people from the future. Who they, was trying to kill you? There's other podcasts that are our competitors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then, um, how be, popular do we get in the future? <laughs> oh, it's insane. We actually we we thwart the future of media as as we know it. Oh, oh. All media becomes consumed through our podcast. So, like, people stop watching Netflix. We just watch Netflix for them, and then we tell them about it. I heard, They said, and this is a vague memory, but I think <laughs> it happens by, like, episode 72 with world domination of all media. Oh, we don't okay. have that much time left, then. Yeah, I know. Well, we don't have to do anything. It's fate, like we said. Okay. Next up, we have... Unnatural, out on image. Words and art by one woman, Mirka and Andolfo. This book was, I really enjoyed this book. This is where we get our very sex positive themes mm-hmm. this week. The main character, Leslie, is a pig. She is being forced to reproduce by her government. It is kind of like a handmaid's tale for pigs, but then there's more because everybody can reproduce. But by law and taxes, only with those of the opposite gender and same species. But Leslie, like many other people that she knows that you find in this book, like her sassy roommate, her gay best friend, they're they're different. They don't really necessarily, they're not drawn to others of the opposite gender and same species. But Would you say is, they're unnatural? I wouldn't, but this world that they live in and their government certainly would. Mm. And that's what makes them deviant rather than just different mm-hmm. in this setup. At no point reading this book did I feel like I was being pandered to. Totally. Yeah. I did feel a lot of other strange emotions and feelings that I have never felt, but not... Such as? Such as um, attraction to a pig. Mm. (laughs) There's a lot of boobies in this book. 
Mm-hmm. She is very voluptuous. You guys, I think we talked about, didn't you say there was like animal sex? Which I thought was weird because there really isn't any animal sex. It's com- conversations all about animal sex. There's a little heavy petting. Like, oh my God. You're so proud of that. I am. <laughs> um, but Wait, you're saying there's never intercourse? Yeah, I don't think so. In what her mind, there? though, I guess. It, I don't think they were having sex. They were definitely it's a saucy, getting hot and bothered. Saucy dream. Oh, it. You know, I assume when people lay down next to each other, <laughs> that there right. there is always penetration. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is why you've had to go to so many different schools. <laughs> but uh, I I think you can make the case for that this book is like probably ninety eight percent about sex. Yeah, and the cover when you see it it looks as if it might be like a heavy metal cover or there's another comic book publisher that does a bunch of like booby magazines and what's fun about this is that uh we've been joking about this term sex positive but that's definitely what it is this isn't one for the like perverted boys yeah this isn't like beefcake not for the perverts (laughs) as a matter of fact there's a scene with leslie's boss that is kind of making a statement that this really isn't about that in any way, shape, or form, and that's not to be honored or upheld or glorified in any way. That doesn't take away how beautiful she does look naked. It's true. I mean, I don't I don't want to say it. It's because it's a female illustrator, but it does give you something. Like, it looks more real than... It looks way more real. ...a lot of the objectified superhero females that mm-hmm. you see. Yeah. There's, the covers of these books, there's two of them, they almost trick you. Yeah. Into like getting this book because like you definitely judge a book by its cover with this and you're like, oh, I'm going to get some pretty hot and heavy yeah. uh, pig sex in this. And they kind of trick you with some pretty interesting thoughts and ideas that kind of challenge when they're talking about how this, the species of the same species can only reproduce and have yeah. sex. I thought that was hearkening back to the early 50s and 60s with integration and how yeah uh, they didn't they didn't want interracial couples. And, being a thing. And there's also a theme where her gay best friend is trying to get um, married to her so that they can not be taken up in the system and made to, like, have to reproduce. And then he could just be with his um, boyfriend in secret mm-hmm. and not have to be uh, taken up into the government system. That idea is a big theme on this is that if you make it to a certain age and you don't have... A uh, another lover or whatever the government provides one for you, um, which is a theme that this guy that my dad really likes this podcast of. That's like what he wants in the government to happen. Oh no! Really? Um, you want the government to become your tender? Yeah he he thinks that mandated um, marriage should happen. This guy's name is uh, Peterson, Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson wants a mandated uh, marriage. So exactly like this book that you you need to be able to be with a uh, incels really like Jordan Peterson. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> so think about all the themes this touches on. This touches on uh, male patriarchy. Yep. This touches on heteronormative activities or just uh, essentially just hating on LGBTQ culture. Yeah. Touches on homophobia. It touches on, I guess, racism through the lens of animals being different races. Right. Um, and then I like the themes of just like, kind of like today, when in this book, if you get married, you get a huge tax break. Yeah. And that, they use that as an incentive to find someone of your race or of your species and have a baby. Because if you have a baby, 
you also get another big tax break, mm. which is kind of... Which is why I had my baby. Which is why we have a baby-stealing business. <laughs> yes, actually. Called yeah. Bye Bye Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, babies. Bye-bye, baby. <laughs> I do... I kind of wanted to go back to what you guys were talking about with the cover. I think that... I don't know if this was by design, but it may have been a really, really smart move to get people that you really want to see what you have to say <laughs> to buy it. If And they may not have done that if you, you know, had put more of the message into the cover rather mm-hmm. than the sexuality. I thought that was kind of cool. I think the app, the name of the app and all of the propaganda that she has, like, smattered into the story mm-hmm. is also really smart because it's telling you backstory while just introducing you to a world kind of it seamlessly. Yeah. Oh, what is the name of the app? Real Love. Real Love. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think the cover is, like, appropriate. Honestly, like, there's... If this book was just about those heavy-handed themes, that'd be one thing. This is uh, a girl or a pig girl that's sexually frustrated and like she's well, like, she's twenty-five. Super interesting in that. Like, but it's it, not even just that she's sexually frustrated. She truly thinks there's something wrong with her. Oh, is that yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And cool. she is actively repressing those desires, even though she vacillates between like wanting to let herself go in a safe space so that she doesn't have to act out those desires in the real world and face the consequences she's totally repressed and sexually frustrated but i think it's more like cognitive like there's something wrong with me uh what i'm thinking is illegal i can't do this but Mm. yet i want to and i don't know how to resolve that is she wanting to have sex with a wolf or a bear A a wolf a wolf okay um which why wouldn't you want to yeah i agree Well, the wolf and the pig it's like Oh, yeah. ho, ho, ho. one okay. eats the other in I don't, more ways than one, I guess. Okay. I don't want to be insensitive, but um, <laughs> would furries find this comic appealing? Um, I'm sure the theme of anthropomorphic animals going about their daily life, sexual, non sexual, is probably pretty alluring, alluring to them. And mm. um, uh, short answer yes. Okay. Uh, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, TJ. Yeah? Can you tell me what you had for dinner? What did I have for dinner? What did you have for dinner? I like talk about it. What did I have for dinner? What was the food you ate? Uh, uh, We had um, some food. Oh, can I tell you about my night after dinner? Because that was way cooler. Yeah. Oh, so my my family and I watched uh, Christmas Vacation and had eggnog tonight. Whoa. Was that, was that their idea? I like, no, it was my idea. Because mm. I like to celebrate <laughs> Christmas and mm-hmm. summer. Yeah, you used to have so, those, those epic yeah, parties. Yeah. I remember when you and Aaron got uh, in a fight after watching Animaniacs uh, Christmas special. I don't remember that, but that sounds like something that would happen. <laughs> Why was I mad at her? Um, I think she said, like, the Animaniacs are mice. Oh, yeah. That sounds like something she would say. <laughs> ridiculous. She deserves to be. I, she deserved to have the wrath of me <laughs> for saying that shit. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. Next up, we got Captain America number one. And we have a special guest for the podcast that drove in to do this podcast with us. If you're a fan of First Issue Club and you are, uh, are 30 minutes away, text us when we're recording and you can come in and jump on the podcast. Who are you and... If you were to uh, be a sexy animal that is, like, provocative, what would you be? I'm TJ, and I didn't 
text you. You tricked me into being here. That's we, actually a good point. Yeah, we baited him. Uh, we did, this, did both of those things. TJ, uh, the sexy animal I would be is, I'm just going to bring it back to what we were talking before the podcast started. I'm going to be Minerva Mink from Animaniacs. Ooh. Sexy oh, okay. animal, just that's the one I would be. Uh, so we are blessed by uh, T.J. Robinson, T- Thomas Jefferson Robinson, yep. to be on this podcast. Um, he was there in the first episode. We've shouted him out in some of the first four or five episodes. So if you're that's a long, right. long-time clubber, you, would, uh, you know T.J. well, and we're so happy to have him here. Living legend in the studio. Yep. You know that I like Ghostbusters. That's literally <laughs> all you know about that's me. That's all these people need to know. <laughs> all right. Captain America. This was the biggest book um, that came out last week on the 4th of July, which is appropriate. ta Coates is writing this again with a counterpart, and his name is Francis Yu. In this book, I'm going to give you the briefest of explanations of what I think is happening. There's a Russian witch who is getting liberated, and we're going to come back to that. So remember Russian witch, okay? And then we find Captain America, who's now come to a world where uh, Hydra has essentially um, kind of made it shitty, but he did save it. And Captain America was being impersonated as a Hydra agent, which is Marvel's Marvel's uh, word for Nazism is Hydra. A lot of metaphors there. Um, am I right in saying that, Greg? Or is that over embellishing? Yeah. Okay. Not even really thinly veiled. Okay. So Cap comes back in this world and he's having to figure out, you know, what is the world like now that Hydra had taken it over? And um, he is fighting cyborg agents of this person named Nuke, who are terrorists literally killing innocent people, um, and they have painted the American flag on their face. They do this terrorist act, and they launch an EMP, which if you don't know what that means, I don't even know what that stands for. Electromagnetic uh, pulse. There you go. It uh, took away the the uh, droids, the uh, cyborgs. It, it shorted out the cyborgs, yeah. But didn't get uh, Winter Soldier, who was helping Cap. And um, anyway, big guy with money comes down and he says, I've got, I got to figure this out. And he figures this out by not taking up Captain America's interest, which Cap is really butthurt about, mm-hmm. and instead takes the female who is uh, aged. And I don't know anything about this female besides that she's old. Agent 13. Yes, Agent 13, Sharon is old, and that's who's going to help the big guy figure out the terrorist activity. General Ross. General Ross, there we go. And at the very end of this comic book, the Russian witch comes back, and Russia is proclaimed to be the new Hydra, and they are going to uh, take over the world as she murders a Hydra agent in front of a bunch of rabid Russian fans. So a lot to unpack in this comic book. Did I get it all? Yeah, pretty much. The only thing that I would mention, too, is that Captain America is being asked to step aside. He's come back and saved everyone, but he's bad for PR because his face was just used. His symbol is also the American flag, which those cyborgs had painted on their face. So America is not really good for business at this point. Yeah. Well, more specifically, Captain America isn't because of the whole uh, secret empire where Captain America was like essentially brainwashed, appeared to be like an agent of Hydra, but it really wasn't him. So people are still thinking that Captain America figure is actually a bad guy and not really a good person anymore. So there's this distrust of Captain America with the American people. Hmm. And that's why I think General Ross was just like, it's nothing personal, but... Why don't you sit on the bench while we figure this out? Got a handful of questions for you guys. One, 
Tanahasi Coates, no stranger to uh, political overtones. We read him in Black Panther. He's been doing that for a while. Uh, great author in general. Is he making a direct correlation to Russia being the enemy into current day state of affairs? I was just about to ask if this is going to be selling well in Russia. <laughs> or, <not>. or at <laughs> all. <laughs> I don't know that it's that, but he talks a lot about history, be, like the American dream being forgotten and that we don't really need much of a reason to go ahead and destroy ourselves. We just need like this catalyst for division. So I this think, guy hates Russians. This writer. <laughs> I think this 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 author is uh, not afraid to point out shitty things that are happening in the world. Right, and I like how they reference the president. Oh in yeah, in this book, but they he refuses to say who the president is. Mm-hmm. And when Obama was president, blah blah blah, like they'd be like they would mention Obama. Like and his they would picture say his would be name. in like everything. Yeah, and, yeah, and like. <laughs> they are giving Trump no play. Which really isn't that the best way to treat a bully, just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find that successful when you were being bullied? I, I mean, I just kind of tried to, yeah, avoid them. Hmm. Didn't really uh, keep my head down. I would always whine and tell the teacher. That sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. I would just eat the bar of soap and then get out of gym class. <laughs> oh, that's good. After you got bullied, they made you eat a bar of soap? Oh, that was the bullying. Bullied into it, just, you know, appease and then leave. Second question, and this is, everybody can answer this one. If you don't know shit about Marvel Universe, how easy is this read? I didn't think it was very easy. And I actually do, I like Marvel. Like, I just haven't been keeping up with anything they've done lately. Still trying to catch up on the 70s, Howard the Duck. So, Uh, (laughs) but um, I mean, even though this was a number one, it just felt like a continuation of another story because I had no clue what happened before it. So what's interesting about this comic book is that Marvel is branding this their Fresh Start series to try to get new people into the comic book. And I felt like even as a person who is constantly reading Marvel comic books, I didn't know a lot about what was going on here. Was that this Sharon Lady and other, other uh, comics before this? Yes, and that's why it's confusing. She well, she used to be a lot younger, and then she uh, something happened to her, and her body aged rapidly. They try with feeble attempts, such as just giving two versions of her name two separate times, but that's all I'm, they really do. I'm Agent 17. They give you five pages of her complaining about being so old. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? But that tells you nothing yeah. about, I mean, I guess you I don't. You would have to have pre-existing knowledge. But did all the stuff with Steve Rogers, the guy with his face, like, tricking them into liking Hydra? Like, did that, I assume that that happened in yeah. previous comics, right? Yeah, it was part of a, a story arc called Secret Empire. And that's where people were, like, getting real mad because they thought that the real Captain America was a secret Hydra. Hydra yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg, you really liked it. Why did you like it so much? The author of the book, obviously, I've, I'm a big fan of his work, and I thought there was this, like, thinly veiled and sometimes not so thinly veiled commentaries on the current state of our world and the United States. Specifically, so these characters, these cyborgs of Nuke, I kind of saw them as like interpretations of like maybe the alt-right or the the new kind of thought process in America of just like, we got to make America great again, like kind of really nationalistic thinking. And what happens is these people come in with these thoughts and in in their wake, they destroy Washington, D.C., so I thought that was a kind of a... a oh, that's a, really good. An, a, a symbolism there that was hidden of just, like, these people actually that want to build America and make it greater again are actually destroying it. Mm-hmm. 
and I thought that was kind of, I don't know if that's what he was going for, but I thought that was... Um, I think that's when he's talking about the dream. You're ruining it by this uber-patriotism that's actually destructive. Right, And right. divisive. If you wear an American flag like board shorts around right now, are people going to assume that you're a shitty person? No, they'll probably just think you're in college and on your way to a frat party. I think if uh, you wear a polo and carry around a tiki torch, people are going to start thinking <laughs> things. Yeah. I, I guess, like, if you're super into America in this day and age, people assume you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's not far off, honestly. No, because that's what it, yeah, it's the taintedness of, like, what that means. You into America, TJ? I am not patriotic at all, and I feel like I've never even read a Captain America comic <laughs> in my entire life. And I love comics and Marvel. I just don't. He's probably one of the least interesting characters to me. I don't what know makes why. him so least interesting? I enjoy like the movies fine, but like I wouldn't go out of my way to read a Captain America comic. I don't know. Is it because he's just like too good? To, it two seems shoes? dated. Yeah, like I think it works in some of the newer Marvel movies, but like. Yeah. As a comic itself, like, I don't know, I'd just rather read about other characters. I kind of feel the same way, but I feel like in this comic book, this is the first time they're, like, almost turning it on their head and being like, this is a joke, right? Everybody knows that Captain America is a joke. Like, he's so America, and we've never talked about that. We've never been, like, how America he is. Like, that's... Yeah, some, I guess that is kind of a cool, different some, way to look at it. Somewhat weird, yeah. And they're rejecting him. Yeah. You guys going to read the second one of this? No. I will. Yeah. We are coming to the end of our podcast, and uh, we have enjoyed your time here, and I hope you've enjoyed us. You are a special person, and you matter very much, so always tell yourself that, especially if you read comic books. We are recorded in KCR Studios. We are part of the Fountain City Frequency of Podcasts. We are uh, recording edited and produced by Matthew Hodap, and our music is by Primary Color Music. So thanks for all of that, and thanks, TJ, for joining us today. No problem. You, the real hero, the real MVP of this uh, I podcast. drove all the way from Austin, Texas, just to read Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're also in a band, TJ, and if people want to hear your voice, where can they go do that? Hans Gruber and the diehards.com. We're also on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. And if you live in Kansas City, we will be at the Rhino September 29th. Oh, we'll be yeah. on tour all over in September, October. So Hans Gruber and the diehards. Well, now we close out with our specialty goodbye, where uh, if you don't know the concept, TJ, you just get to say whatever the fuck you want. And you call that your closeout. And it could be your <laughs> signature move. You could say it every time, or you could just. Uh, off the dome it. This and is going to be totally off the dome, but I forgot to mention that we're also recording a new album, and even though I'm not a Captain America fan, we uh, reference him in one of our new songs, and it's going to make no sense outside of the song, <laughs> but that's going to be my sign-off, and it is Steve Rogers slugging him in the face. <laughs> Woo! Nice. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> you did it. Uh, this is Budget King, and I actually I wanted to have a sincere thank you guys for calling me Budget King because a lot of people when they adopt a persona they don't uh, they aren't respected by their friends and family 
of that. And they say, you can't make up your name, but I did it. And you guys <laughs> persisted. And so uh, thanks for indulging my fetish slash fantasy. Mm, you're very welcome. We actually just had a conversation about that, that you're probably the only person we know that gave yourself your so you gave yourself a nickname. own nickname and it worked. Because <laughs> it was so asinine and pointless. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the only time I've ever seen it work. Mm-hmm. Like a someone gave themselves a nickname and people were just like, okay, fine. Because most of the time you just get ragged on. Yeah. I think the key was that it meant nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you weren't calling yourself just like, hey, call me Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> call me Big Dick McGee. Because <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dick McGee. <laughs> that should be the title of your new album. <laughs> oh, it's Big Mc- McGee again. Oh, I know. <laughs> he didn't even say it right. <laughs> He's always touching me a mile away before he gets here with his big prick. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, and on that note, I'm Greg Ligtai, signing off. I'm Caitlin Morosik, and I will show myself out. Bye.